you're providing your services in a co-managed environment. What could go wrong? So many things. My job is to tell you how to avoid the headaches and the heartaches of operating in co-managed environments. Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another Technology Bradcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Technology Bradcast. I'm glad you're joining us this week as we explore the issues involved where a service provider is operating in a co-managed environment. Now, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by a co-managed environment? Simply put, a co-managed environment is when a service provider offers its services to a customer, but that customer also has other people or other tech companies providing technology services to it as well at the same time. Now, this is most often seen when an MSP provides its services to a customer that also has an internal IT department. We also see this happen when a customer brings in one provider to supplement services it's receiving from another provider. You know, maybe one provider uh, offers monitoring and management, backup and disaster recovery, while a second provider will uh, complement those services with security stack or, or DevOps services. But what happens in those situations is that you have two or more service providers operating in the same space, and overlaps can and will occur. Sometimes those overlaps, well, they cause friction. They cause friction between the providers, which ultimately leads to frustration and disappointment and poor service for the customer. It can also, of course, lead to mistakes and security vulnerabilities and mismanaged expectations. Bottom line is that co-managed environments are simply a disaster waiting to happen. Or are they? When you think about working in a co-managed environment, do you think, oh, this is going to be great. We're all going to be one big happy family. We're going to work in unison and harmony to accomplish the customer's goals. Yeah, if you think that way, then you are overly optimistic and you probably need a great deal of therapy because life is going to hit you like a ton of bricks. That's not the way most MSPs think when they're facing the prospect of working in a co-managed environment. Most people, most MSPs rather think that this is going to suck. I have to work alongside people I don't know and who might not be competent and they're going to mess things up and I'm going to have to make up for their slack and it's going to cost me more than it's worth. I'm just walking away from it. So is that what you do? Do you walk away? Do you just walk away from every deal in which there exists the possibility of working in a co-managed environment? Do you tell your customer, we're not playing with others in the sandbox. It's either us or them. Pick one. Well, the other option, I guess, is to jump gleefully into a co-managed environment without thinking twice about the dark side of working with other providers that, you know, you don't know and just maybe don't fully trust. But are those the only options? I mean, is that it? It's either pick one or not, you know, but not both, or we'll work with others because life is a wonderful place. No, no. There's a middle ground here, and that's what I'm going to talk about, the middle ground. A middle ground where MSPs can work in a co-managed environment without too much headache, without too much heartache, without too much frustration. And to do that, to work in a co-managed environment in an efficient and effective manner, you need to establish the rules. You need to establish what I call the Brad Gross Immutable Laws of Working in a Co-Managed Environment. 
Yeah, I know that name stinks, but I wanted to get my name in there. So, you know, I have the microphone and uh, it is what it is. Let's move on. There are three Brad Gross immutable laws of working in a co-managed environment. Law one, and I'm going to go biblical here. Thou shalt define your services with precision. You know, sometimes you can get away with describing your services in a generalized way, such as, we'll monitor your network for alerts and errors or aberrant internet traffic patterns. But you don't really say what part of the network you're monitoring, right? Or what the alerts or errors might be. Now, I recommend defining terms with specificity, but let's be candid. If you're the only service provider managing the environment, then pretty much everyone knows what the network is, and the alerts that you're monitoring are going to be set to levels that you've established, and your, you know, your, your client will probably reasonably assume that all IT issues are going to be handled by you. But in a co-managed environment, your services might overlap with another provider services, and that being the case, you need to establish where your services begin and where they end. Think of it like outfielders in a baseball game. If they didn't define who covers left and center and right fields, well, you're going to have outfielders, you'd have outfielders running all over the place trying to field plays that are clearly outside of where they should be. Moving that analogy to the IT industry, MSPs need to clearly define their services so that other providers and the customers as well know exactly what to expect from each provider. If you're providing an RMM and BDR service while another MSP is providing regulatory compliance services, then each provider needs to define what its services entail, what part of the network is impacted by their services, and they should each provide an illustrative list of issues that fall outside of their job duties. Define terms. Now, what if there's an overlap? What if, even though you define terms, there is an overlap? Well, that brings me to the next immutable law, Law 2. Thou shalt define which company has ultimate authority when overlaps occur. The issue that must be addressed in, in advance by MSPs, okay, in advance, is whose advice, whose opinion will control when there is an overlap of services. Let's say an MSP is providing a security solution to a customer that has an in-house IT department. A security incident occurs, the MSP offers one particular strategy, and the in-house department offers a conflicting strategy. You know, maybe, for example, the in-house team wants to lock the system down, while the MSP, which is probably more experienced, says, no, we're not locking down the system. Instead, we're going to track the behavior to get a full picture of the impact of the hack and see what parts of the network are impacted. Well, now what? The problem here is that the internal IT department's activities could greatly hamper the services offered by the MSP. And given that the MSP is likely the one that's going to have to remediate the situation, the MSP certainly doesn't want to be told how it should be handling the investigation of that security incident. So what do you do? The answer depends on how well the MSP's agreement covers situational realities, and specifically how it covers the situational reality of co-managed situations. And one such reality is the issue of who controls overlaps. If the MSP's agreement is silent, well, the MSP may have a battle on its hands, and that battle will take place at a time when things are chaotic. 
and that is a bad situation to be in. But what if, what if the MSP's agreement said something to the effect of, if MSP's advice is different than internal IT department's advice, and that advice relates to security, then MSP has the ultimate and final say over how the situation will be handled. Ah, now there's no argument. The MSP will have the final say. And if the client doesn't give the MSP the final say, well, that's a breach of the agreement and the client probably has bigger problems. So again, think ahead about what type of overlaps there may be and then make it clear in your documents who will have the ultimate authority and decision-making control. Let's move to law number three. The third immutable law of co-managed situations is this. Thou shall assign blame accordingly. Now, what do I mean by that, assign blame? Yeah, let me give you an analogy. Let's say you have a copy of the keys to my house, and the only other person with a copy of the keys to my house is my friend Ted. And let's say I come home and I find all the lights are on and all the faucets are open and the water is running. Who do I blame? Was it Ted? Was it you? I don't know, and I can't tell because, of course, everybody has kings to, keys to my kingdom, right? Everybody has the keys. I can't tell who got in. Same goes for a co-managed environment. If something happens as a result of an admin's activities, well, it's an admin. How do you determine who takes the blame? There will be finger pointing for sure, so what do you do? Here's the answer. Your agreement must say two things. It must cover two things. First, it must say that you are not responsible for the diagnosis or remediation of issues that occur as a result of any other admin's access to or the use of the managed environment. You're not responsible for any activities or issues that arise as a result of other admin access. Now, that leads us to the second thing that you must have. The determination of which admin caused the issue must be resolved by your company's logs. Your logs, not the IT team's logs, okay? Because those logs may or may not be complete. Meaning, if something happens at 2 a.m. and your logs demonstrate that your company didn't access the admin portal at 2 a.m., then you are absolved of responsibility. If you get pushback on that, then, then say to your customer, look, you can't give everyone keys to your house and then expect all of us to defend our lives if something bad happens in the house. If you want us to work in a co-managed environment, then that's fine. But we can't accept blame or incur costs to figure out who to blame if our log records preclude the possibility that we did something wrong. You got it? Put blame where it belongs. So those are the three immutable laws. Define services with precision, define who has the ultimate decision-making authority, and define who to blame. If your agreement follows those laws, then you shouldn't fear or reject the opportunity to work in a co-managed environment. In fact, I would say that you should go for it if you follow those laws. Right? If you don't follow those laws, you won't sleep so well, and you might be walking away from very valuable and well-paying co-managed relationships. Don't do it. Follow the laws and go for it. If you have questions or comments, you know what to do. Call us at 954-217-6225 or email us at info at bradleygross.com. That's it for this week. We'll see you on the next Technology Bradcast.